Welcome. It's Super Bowl opening night. Jay Binkley here with you. Nick Price, the man, the myth, the legend. What's up? Eating chicken wings from Jefferson's place he knows uh, quite well as he is the proprietor of the place. Right. Chicken wings, and he brought them in the studio. Uh-huh. Carrington had some, Rob had some. Well, You're been, chopping on them now. Nice job. Buddy. I, thank you. I've been uh, I've been telling Carrington, I've been telling Nate that I was going to bring chicken wings for a few weeks now. And, you know, I've just been cutting it close. And today I had some time. So I was like, hey, drop some double-dipped wings. Mm. Bring them in here. Mm. Carrington said, you know what, Price, you're all right. I That's all I need. I can just imagine how big your Super Bowl business is. Oh, yeah. It's going to be crazy. like all about, like, you know, the stuff. You know, the stuff that uh, football's made of. Oh, yeah. Wings. wings. TVs. You beer. Stop at wings. Yeah. 16 beers on tap, though. Oh, really? 16, 65-inch TVs around that place. Nice. Come check it out. 87th and Lackman. We're doing a little deal, too. It's like 30 bucks, two people. You get 20 wings and a pitcher of beer. I went to your uh, – I need to go to your new one next. I've been to North Kansas City several times because uh, Cody Gold. Oh, yeah. The toy drive and everything else yeah. was down there, and we had a lot the of fun. The Guillotine so. League draft, too. Oh, we yeah. did that down there. So, I mean – And that yeah, Pope boy, on. let me tell you, I do mm-hmm. declare. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's some good stuff. But, anyway, it's Super Bowl opening night, Nick. This is uh, kind of getting a life of its own as the NFL continues to do big things. They'll take anything and make it a big thing. How their schedule release is huge now as they trickle the schedule out. Where no one used to care. And I remember, I don't know, back in 2014, 15, it was during the Royals run. And our old boss that was here, I went to him, said, hey, can I do a schedule release show? Because the Royals were on that night. And I said, you know, can I go on after Vern? Because the schedule's out and talk about it. And Pete Sweeney came in here and did it with me. And we had so much fun. You know, the wins and losses, the W's and L's like everybody does, Nick. But now it's trickled out. The last couple of years, it's been a big deal. And see, this was not seen as a big deal back then. This was seen as, hey, Jay, you're wasting your time again, but we'll let you go ahead and do it, right? That's the way it was. That's just the way I – mean, it was a freaking schedule release party, man. Yeah, well, and nowadays, too, I mean, everything the NFL does is an event, and it's something that people talk about for weeks and weeks, and they've they've done a really good job of kind of moving the calendar around to keep you involved in the NFL all year long, and it all culminates with – what they're doing this week and all the things that they got planned and all the things that we got planned here at 610 Sports Radio. Got the guys in Cody and Gold down there in Arizona right now. Which we'll hear from one of those guys from yes, Radio sir. Row that's at Super Bowl opening night. This is a big deal now. They used to have, you know, media day used to be whenever. It used to be during the day usually is when they would do it and people would meet at the But 2015, they started doing this thing on primetime. Remember like the NFL draft? They moved the first round Thursday night, right? So you get the first round of the draft, and it's almost like a, a new draft the next night for the second round, and we're going to have that right here in Kansas City. It's a big event. And what Nick said is right. Can you name any month in the NFL there's not something, Nick? I mean, is there one month that you look at now on the calendar? Because we talk about it. And even during March Madness, it's free agency in the NFL, and that's the lead story, not the basketball. Oh, yeah. I mean, it steals the show. And it's the greatest show that we've got in this country, and in sports is the NFL and not only you got free agency and then you move right into the draft and then you move right into mini camps and training camps and all of that. I mean, they really just dominate like 12 months a year now. No, they do. I mean, you think about January, you know, this, you get the playoffs, February, the Super Bowl. And then, of course, you have the lead up to the draft. You get the combine. You get the NFL draft. Then I'll say, okay, what do you do in June? Well, you got the OTAs at that point. And they're still – they've done a little bit of it, Nick. But now that everybody's kind of starting their training camp on the same night – except for the two teams in the opening game. 
do a training camp special, man. Like, dude, can you imagine like four hours of live coverage up at uh, River Falls? You go to the World Champs mm-hmm. and you do you know a mid- midnight madness type of deal for Chiefs fans because yeah. they all go. Oh yeah, they would all go. The ones that didn't have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And this was so cool about this Super Bowl. Do you remember what happened the last time the Chiefs won the Super Bowl? I know it sounds weird, but you know, I'm a 49 year old guy. I've seen I've seen one. I wasn't alive during Super Bowl. Neither one was I. There, and I when they, when they won it against the Vikings four. I wasn't alive. One AFC title game I saw in 94, January 16th, 94, the 93 season they played in Buffalo. And then there was that, you know, remember that huge 21-year gap where they didn't win a playoff yeah, game? Yeah, the first, the first 21 years of my life. I remember going to yeah. Evan Bain, who played in the NFL and already out of it. Down Missouri. I remember going to his high school graduation party. There was no, he, I was like, man, this guy's not even been alive during a Chiefs playoff win. But remember the pandemic hit right after the Super Bowl parade? Mm-hmm. Remember that? And then everything changed. Where then the contact tracers and everything else, then the training camp moved to Arrowhead Stadium. And I don't feel the fans, the fans did get the parade, thankfully, but then they were kind of shut out and removed from things. And in the following year in the Super Bowl, and nobody went. Remember, they were just like first responders win or whatever that they had in the stands. But this year's completely different, man. This isn't, you're getting used to this. You're getting used to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. This is a great thing to have five straight AFC title games. Three Super Bowls now in the last four years. Does it get you? Sometimes you got to pinch yourself because this doesn't happen in this city. Like, good things don't happen to us at this rate, like this. Not at this magnitude either. And I mean, really, like Dusty and I were talking about it on the Red Reaction Show last week, but both the times that they didn't make the Super Bowl, one or two plays goes differently. We could be talking about five straight Super Bowl appearances in the first five years of Patrick Mahomes as a starter. It's ridiculous. I mean, like this is the stuff that like you can you can't even like do this in a video game. You can't do this. You couldn't have imagined that the Chiefs would have the best player in the world and the best team in the world and be so consistent that they could potentially have been five straight Super Bowl appearances. You know what's funny is is just seeing the nitpicking, you know, about Mahomes and, and how he, you know, he's a, he's a product of the system and all this. Like everybody's got this and Twitter's a complete cesspool right now. With all the opposing fans and, you know, the, trying to find a hole in Mahomes. And before it was, well, he has Tyree Kill to throw to, right? He's got him to throw to. Oh, he leaves. Oh, guess what? He's got the number one offense in the NFL. Number one points per drive in the NFL. Number one passing in the NFL. The only quarterback over 300 yards a game passing without Tyree Kill. And oh, by the way, he played the AFC title game for the fifth straight year, which no other quarterback can even sniff that in NFL history. With the head coach, is now number two all-time in postseason victories. He did all this with Jody Fortson, a former wide receiver, Division II, converted tight end, a playing wide receiver just so they had somebody. Him and Noel Gray out there running rounds because they didn't have anybody to throw to. Yeah. They only had 42 yards rushing in that game against the Bengals. Petra Mahomes won that football game. I, I'm shocked the Chiefs won that game. Oh, they, me too. they just willed themselves to win that game. I don't think that there's many other teams, when you look back in history, that could overcome the amount of injuries the amount of talent that they had missing in that game. I mean, when you were watching that those last couple drives and you're seeing Marcus Kemp out there and you're seeing Sky Moore out Making there. Making his first catch of the year. Yeah, first catch of the year in the biggest spot. Biggest spot, but I mean, it's just it's it really goes to just say how great Patrick Mahomes is. Yeah, it's unbelievable what what he's done. And think about this, Nick. I mean, you're sitting here in Kansas City, you know, people have their Super Bowl parties there. I mean, this is this way you do in this town. Throughout the playoffs, hey, we were watching the game this week, right? You, you were talking about, you know, the Super Bowl plans at Jefferson's. 
you know, the people making, I, I assume, are people making reservations already? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you're already phone taking are, reservations. Yeah, phone lines are lighting up, so get get it while you can. Do, do you still do the draft draft stuff, too, like for fantasy football and stuff mm-hmm. like that? We're okay. Yeah. But, but this town's all about football right now, right? And, and so people are, like, making their plans where they want to go watch these games, what they're going to do, and bring families together and all that. And it's 70, it was, it's 70 degrees today. They tied a record from 1904. But actually, Kansas City International, they're saying it's 72 today. We're at February freaking 6th, man. Yeah. Don't even tell me. Don't complain about Kansas City winners. We've had none. Matter of fact, they've had a worse winner in Dallas, Texas than Kansas City, Missouri. Or in Kansas. It is unbelievable what's going on in this town. But the disrespect for the Chiefs is real and nothing, and I mean nothing, gets me more excited than when Mitch Holtis had this to say at the end of this game. Formation, and it is caught over there now, slipping, and the Chiefs will tackle him! This game is over! This game is over! You can doubt the Chiefs! You can dislike the Chiefs! You can disrespect the Chiefs! You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs as the AFC champions! And for the third time in four years, the Lamar Hunt Trophy... The trophy named after this franchise's founder is back in Kansas City where it belongs. What a gutsy victory. Grab a bucket of guts. The Chiefs are going to end the season where they began the season in Glendale, Arizona and Super Bowl 57. All right, that's my salute there, Nick, to uh, Mitch Holtis, uh, who's down there in Arizona now. Usually the Chiefs Kingdom show on right now. But those, I mean, I've heard it all. I've heard it all. I've heard everybody make proclamations. You know, I was there in New York when the Royals win the World Series and all that. I've never heard a call as good as that. No. And ever. It just it just really exemplified what all of the Chiefs fans were thinking at the time of, hey, like, you know, you can disrespect us, you can you might not like us, but we're not going anywhere. Oh. And for Kansas But you're gonna have to deal with this and the the disrespect is real, man. Yeah, oh big time. And I mean, everybody gets to that point, all these franchises that have these these dynasty type runs, and you can say what you want about like you got to win another one. Maybe they do it on Sunday, but everybody gets to the point where they're like, "All right, I'm tired of this team winning all the time," and then they start to hate them. You know, you saw it with Golden State, you saw it with the Patriots, you saw it with I'm sure you saw it with the Bulls back in the '90s. You're only good if they hate you, right? Because they don't hate you, you're not good. They hate you because they ain't you. They hate you because they ain't you, right, Nick? Did you hear what the Broncos did today? You know, they hired Sean Payton, right? We got mm-hmm. a new. Uh, a new contemporary in the division named Sean Payton in Denver. Can he, but it's Russell Wilson still there. And by the way, he's like, they asked him a question, like Russell Wilson's coach. Remember Russell Wilson has his own office? <laughs> yeah. Can he have his own coaches in the building and stuff? He goes, well, we don't do that stuff um, here. So I like that about Sean Payton. But then he was asked about who he's picking in the Super Bowl today. And the Denver Broncos tweeted this out on their social media. And you can just imagine what Chiefs fans did to this tweet by the Broncos. I'm picking the Eagles. We never want anyone in our division to win anything, right? Perfect weekend for a Bronco fan is we get a win and the other three lose. Okay. I expect him to say stuff like that, right? But the Denver Broncos put it out there like, hey, look at Sean Payton throwing his his garbage around. He wasn't even the first choice in Denver. Not even the second choice in Denver. He won a Super Bowl because of Drew Brees. Everybody makes him out like an Einstein. Good luck in Denver. But the fact that they tweeted this out, I'm picking the Eagles. I mean, okay, of course he's going to say that. You expect them to say that. He's their head coach. But they've lost 15 straight to the Chiefs. Even James Palmer, NFL Network. We'll hear from him in just a second about opening night in the NFL. Even 
even he tweeted out, well, the Broncos have lost 14 straight times to the Chiefs, and uh, this is what Sean Payton, Payton had to say today. No, it's not 14 times. It is 15 times in a row they've lost to the Chiefs. Remember everybody making a huge deal about the Bengals beating the Chiefs three times? And all those games were close, three-point games. You know, all of them came down, in my opinion, it was uh, self-destruction by the Chiefs at different times in those games. It almost happened again. 15 straight times. Take what the Bengals did at times at times five, and that's how many times in a row they've beaten the Denver Broncos. Mahomes has never lost a road game in this division, which is absolutely, completely insane. 16-0 record on the road against this division, and he's never lost the Denver Broncos, ever. His first ever start in the NFL was against the Broncos when he right. played with the JV. They didn't even have the, they didn't have anybody in that game but Mahomes. Remember they put Henny in for a little bit and he fumbled. Yeah, and Albert Mahomes Wilson back got in a there. big contract Albert out of that Wilson game because he had like paid. 15 catches for yeah. however many yards. And where the hell is Wilson now? He's on the back of a milk carton, right? Right. You know, again, Mahomes makes your career. He does that for you. Good stuff. Anyway, we'll come back. Opening night in the NFL, as I mentioned. Here from James Palmer, he kind of breaks this whole thing down, what's going to happen tonight. We'll hear from Alex Gold um, out in the desert. He's there. The Nate Taylor Show comes up from 7 to 8. We'll hear from Nate. Uh, down there at Super Bowl opening night as well. Get you all filled with that. It's Kansas City. It's Super Bowl week again. Let's get excited. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Welcome back. Talking Chiefs for the next uh, three hours. Jay Binkley, Nick Price uh, here with you tonight. I'll be back again all the way till 3 a.m. after the Super Bowl. Win or lose, hopefully win. We'll be talking Chiefs till 3 a.m. We'll turn it over to Chris uh, Inocero. We're going all night. There'll be a five-hour pregame show. I think you can hear from Nick, Rob, Dustman. Five hours, then we'll, you know, Fox Sports for a little bit, I think, and then we'll get into the Chiefs. No, actually, I think we go straight into the Chiefs pregame. And then we'll simulcast that on 106.5 The Wolf. Then I'll jump on after Mitch Holtis and the Chiefs Radio Network, and then we'll talk to you and hopefully celebrate with you till 3 a.m. Turn that torch over to Nocero, and he'll just give it right in the Fesco in the morning. As uh, this town uh, has done its celebrations, not only with the Kansas City Royals in 2015, sporting Kansas City. Hell, if you're a Jayhawk fan, I'm not. But if you are, and I know Nick is. I was going to say Rock Chalk. You get a national championship last year. You're in the Super Bowl again. I mean, life is good for you. Like, like it, life is good, good, good for Jayhawk fans, especially because Jayhawk fans usually are Chiefs and Royals fans. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All my teams are really good. Well, yeah, so thanks, Mr. Smug. But you okay. know what? The Chiefs are in, so who cares, right? Everybody likes the Chiefs in this, in this town. I guess I can't see everybody because some people don't. For the most part, though, I mean, when you talk about, like, even when you talk baseball, you know, there's a mix of, you know, St. Louis fans and stuff like that, but the whole Chiefs kingdom thing really is unique in the NFL mm-hmm. in the fact that, Everybody for like a four or five state radius here, pretty much all roots for the Chiefs. Well, that's how they set things up, and they're they're winning, so obviously they're gonna. Right, but I mean, even even before then, like you you still had like, you'll meet people, like me and my dad will go go to the games. My dad's had season tickets for yeah about like twelve years now, and we've got some friends that we met there. They drive down from Iowa for every game. They live up in Ames, and we've just got all these people that come from all around the Midwest just to come together. And root for the Chiefs, and it's it's a super cool thing. And I know in the in northern part of Iowa, they're Vikings fans or whatever. You know, Western Kansas, they like the Broncos. Although a lot of them are switching to the Chiefs because the Chiefs keep winning. I mean, fifteen times in, in a row in beating those teams. I, I saw this. Uh, it was it was in uh, St. Louis. 
It was like one of those uh, editorials on one of their TV stations about the Chiefs being forced down their throat. And the news had kind of made it like, okay, because the Chiefs are really trying to cultivate that market in St. Louis. They're trying to brand themselves as Missouri's team, right? And they want everybody in the state of Missouri to like the Chiefs. And the people, some people in St. Louis love it. I mean, the largest fan or ticket season ticket base outside of Kansas City is actually in St. Louis, Missouri. The largest out-of-market is in St. Louis. But then a lot of people are jealous of the fact that they've lost two NFL teams. And they get tired of the Chiefs being uh, thrown down their throats. Well, too bad. They want us to cover the Blues more and stuff like that. Well, I mean, they, they want, okay, Kansas City, they want to play a preseason game there. That's okay. You can do that. I mean, they do want that market. I get it. I know the games are played in St. Louis on the radio, and uh, the preseason games are carried on TV. But, you know, too bad, St. Louis. You had your opportunity, and you don't have that opportunity anymore. But getting used to parades here in Kansas City, uh, of course, parades pretty much already planned. People are complaining about that because they put the cart before the horse. Philadelphia did the same thing. Because guess what? You have to plan things in advance. Stop being a Bengals fan that cries about uh, site, neutral site game tickets that were being sold already. Stop doing that. But anyway, it's opening night in the NFL. And uh, here's James Palmer, NFL Network, talking about what we're going to see as the Philadelphia Eagles will be coming up here first on opening night. And then the Chiefs will be about 9 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Mountain. It's going to be the biggest stage of the week so far because it's Monday, Andrew. You're right. But this does have the feel, right, of Super Bowl week because we have opening night back after not having it each of the last two seasons. And this has evolved over time. And it's just been fun to go back and, and see where everything came from. When, you know, back when the Super Bowl era began, it was press members sitting in hotel rooms talking to players, sitting poolside talking to them, and then eventually morphed into what is today kind of on Tuesday afternoon to where you saw that the both teams were on the playing surface of where the Super Bowl was going to be played on Sunday and getting a chance to talk to media members. And then in 2012, it became an opportunity for fans to be a part of it. And that's when the NFL really started seeing that fans being at opening night is something that we want to push forward. And then in 2015 season, Super Bowl 50, that's when it came to Monday night, this three-hour event where both teams speak for an hour and and it's begun to grow even further for the fans. And you look at tonight, it's going to be able to use that NFL One Pass app on your phone. If you're one of these lucky fans, it's going to be here in Footprint Arena. And you have the chance to go and, Andrew, listen to whichever player at whatever podium you would like. You can scroll through the app, pick, say it's Darius Slay, say it's Travis Kelsey. You select that player and you listen to everything they're saying at their podium. It's a pretty interactive space here that these fans are going to be able to have, but it's not just going to be the guys at the podium, 10 players and head coach. It's going to also be every single coach on that staff. Every single player will be here as well. We'll have an opportunity to talk to pretty much anyone and everyone with the Eagles, followed by the Kansas City Chiefs. Nick, that's cool as hell, man. If you have that app, the NFL's app, because they're selling that app too, and they try to give you more coverage on like the senior bowl practices. We're all on that. And then some of the recordings were done on NFL mm -hmm. Network at night, but you can watch all the practice live because senior bowl did take place this past week. Is But people right now are concentrated on the uh, Super Bowl. I get it. I love the draft, so you know I may pay attention to this stuff. <laughs> I actually do. But the bottom line is, it reminds me of NASCAR. You can listen to the crew chief of your favorite driver, right? You can listen to everything Kelsey's saying because, you know, they're, they'll be going round and bound around, catch Kelsey here and there, little clips. But you can listen to your favorite players every time. Does that make sense? It's what I want to see in Major League Baseball, Nick. I want to see at-bat apps so you can watch 
everybody will see you pick Bobby Wood Jr. So you're out to dinner, you're doing whatever, you're at the store or whatever. And every time Bobby comes up, boom, your phone gives you an alert. Push you notification. Watch. You click on it. You, you click see. on it, can watch Bobby Wood Jr. at bat. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that the NFL has been really good at. And the NBA has been better at than baseball, especially. But about that fan interaction and just giving you so much content that you can consume yeah. all the time and making it so that every team has a ton of exposure and there's a way for, you know, even even the biggest Chiefs fans out there, they're not going to run out of content that they can no. go through in the two weeks, even when you're, you know, every waking moment, you're trying to look up more things about what what's going on with the Chiefs, what's going on with this, and they provide that for you. It's all about content right now, and Major League Baseball never gets this. You know, sometimes they've opened their, their season in Australia. Remember that? Other teams are in spring training. They're, they actually start the season like in Australia or Japan because they've done that. The NFL makes a big deal of this, make a big deal of the schedule uh, with, the, with the draft now on the Thursday night primetime. Opening night tonight, you'll see the players in their sweatsuits up on stage. It'll be Mahomes and Jalen Hurts up there. And they make it like a prize fight. They have fun with it. Um, it's NFL opening night. It's a lot of fun. But everything they do is they take and make an event. And the other leagues can learn a lot from the National Football League on everything they do turns to gold. As I mentioned, their schedule release, they release it with their partners. They'll have like the Fox morning show put one out, the CBS morning show put a game out. You know, they're to just to kind of tease the schedule and then, you know, gradually through the day in the way your pride does a bunch of uh, recirculations. Every use for refresh and you see new chiefs games that, you know, they piece together that they get. But uh, speaking of that, we'll talk to Ron cop uh, from Arrowhead pride coming up at eight, but this is exactly what uh, tonight here's kind of the logistics on opening night and what to expect. And when the chiefs will be talking. And I remember being at that stadium in Miami and the energy that it had, right? And, and now that feeling after two years, you're right, Andrew, is kind of back here at the Footprint Center as they're setting everything up as the Philadelphia Eagles. Let me give you the logistics here. are going to go first at 6 Mountain Time. Now they will have all of their, head, all their coaches, all of their players out here for an hour to dress the media. Then there's one spot for Nick Sirianni and then 10 spots for players around him, including Jalen Hurts and company. That'll be an hour. Then there'll be an hour break to where they'll change out those plates. I over went, went over there and already looked at it, Andrew. It's Jalen Hurts' name slides out. Patrick Mahomes goes in. And then it's going to be from 8 to 9 local time, the Kansas City Chiefs speaking for about an hour. And I know a lot of hijinks goes on during opening night. Uh, previous years, I think you mentioned Miami. I, I saw a woman running around in a wedding dress. I mean, th those type of things happen with proposals. And is it J.B. Smooth out here? Is it Guillermo from Jimmy Kimmel Live asking questions? All of that hijinks does happen. But we also get a lot of different moments that are still stuck in our brains from over the years. Remember, it was here in Arizona where Marshawn Lynch at Super Bowl 49 was saying, I'm only here so I don't get fined to every single answer, that <laughs> every single question that he was asked. It was Tom Brady asked by a young reporter who his hero was, if you remember, a few years back, and he got very emotional talking about his father. These are clips we're still running back to this day that have happened over the years at opening night. We'll probably have some more this evening. So it's kind of logistics of the thing. About 35 minutes or so, the Eagles will kind of take the stage um, at 6 o'clock Mountain, which would be 7 o'clock Essential uh, Arizona doesn't change, but uh, they do jump ahead to two hours uh, behind us at one point, but only one hour behind us right now. And the Chiefs will take the stage at eight mountain, which is nine central uh, from nine to 10. But again, you know, this, this is what it's about. Someone on a text line, uh, our text line, by the way, 913-586-7610, the same as our phone line, that how much were the World Series tickets? Because you know these Super Bowl tickets are expensive, Nick. 
like secondary markets in Birmingham, like five thousand bucks get you in the upper deck. Oh yeah, I mean they they've priced much. out they've priced out fans. You said you and your dad go to game and have season tickets. You want to cost your ass to go to this one? Oh yeah, like no way. <laughs> they price you out. It's a Super Bowl, but you know what? People have their Super Bowl parties and whatever. But someone's asked me what the World Series ticket prices were. Well, they weren't this high. I'll tell you that, but they were still high. I don't remember what they were. I will tell you this, Nick. I still get the ticket stubs. 1980 World Series, Royals, Phillies. Went to a game. Guess what uh, GA and uh, right field was at that point for World Series? Ten bucks. <laughs> still on the ticket. Remember when they used to be tickets before everybody has on their phone? Right, Actual right. ticket stubs, yeah. That was th- Those were the cool days, man, when uh, when you get your season tickets or whatever, and then you had all, yeah. all the printouts and a different player on everyone. Ten bucks. That's all it was. Uh, we'll head That's out wild. to the desert next. We'll talk to Alex Gold. Who's down there? He'll be talking to the Chiefs, talking to the Eagles, all that. We'll check in with um, the guys from Cody and Gold next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. For the first time, Diamonds Direct is offering an extra 25% off all of their Diamond Classics collection. 25% off Diamond Stud Earrings, 25% off Diamond Tennis Bracelets, and 25% off Diamond Pendants and more. It's true. This Valentine's Day, Diamonds Direct lets you take a full 25% off all these must-have jewelry box staples. Diamond Classics are like a little black dress. It's jewelry that never goes out of style and something you can wear every day, whether it's just Running errands or going out on the town. A nice pair of diamond stud earrings goes with anything and everything. And now through Valentine's Day, you can take an extra 25% off. It's our best value ever offered on these popular gifts. Don't miss this sparkling new Valentine's event. Visit DiamondsDirect.com to view the Diamond Classics collection. Learn about designer trunk shows offering an expanded selection. And apply for zero interest financing options up to three full years. Celebrate your love and save like never before at Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey, welcome back. Jay Binkley, Nick Price in here with you for the next couple of hours talking Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, special edition of the Nate Taylor show coming up at seven. We'll talk to Nate live in the desert as well as he gets ready. But now it's time to join Alex Gold from Cody and Gold who arrived in the desert yesterday. All our chief stuff brought to you by Comfort Systems, heating and cooling, family owned and operated. MyComfortSystems.com. Good evening, Gold. What's up, Bink? How we doing, man? How you rolling on this mountain time, man? So it's it's I mean it's just mainly an adjustment just in terms of remembering the difference as far as like the actual one hour difference that's not a big deal it's more the remembering when Bink says to come on at X amount yeah. time that I, I make sure I'm I make sure I'm good to go but no it's good man weather's great out here obviously first full day of Radio Row and, and you know how Mondays are for Radio Row it's pretty it was pretty dead for a good chunk of the day and things will really heat up uh, you know, a little bit later on in the week, and then we're getting ready to head out to opening here in about an hour or so. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun tonight. And I was talking earlier, Alex, about just kind of what the NFL's become because they used to have just regular media day. It was, uh, you know, all the media would go over to it on like a Monday or something on the afternoon. Then 2015, they started putting this thing at night and calling it opening night. But they haven't had this for the last two years because of the pandemic. They have it back now. Last time they had it was when the Chiefs were in Miami, but they haven't done it uh, the last couple of years. What's the big buzz there? There's always a topic that goes. Is it today's news that McCole Hardman was on IR? We knew he was going there. Clyde Edwards-Alaire activated Brandon Ayuk. 
The NFL Network was showing that. His comments about how the Chiefs offense will expose the Eagles. What's the big story? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's still for tonight, at least going in. It, a lot of it has to do with the Kelsey brothers and, and perhaps how tonight could go with, with both of them. We, we all know they have a great time on their own podcast. And so I think there's some, some tie into that, a lot of the focus tonight. And then, of course, you've got some you know, comments that have been said outside of the two organizations. You referenced the Brandon Ayuk comment. I mean, you know there will be something that some player says. I don't think it'll be on the Chiefs that uh, maybe <laughs> kind of gets caught off guard or, or, or misinterpreted or whatever it may be. Um, but tonight is, is, as you know, it's, it's a fun night, right? Fans are fired up. We, we've seen fans the last day uh, that we've been here already just from both not only Philly and Kansas City, but all across the NFL represented they had the fan experience that was opened up uh, yesterday. And so fans are excited tonight. Uh, to head out there because fans can buy tickets to this event. They can sit in the stands while you know the, the players are on the court because this is actually going to be uh, where the Phoenix Suns play tonight. So that's the venue for uh, for tonight's opening night. But I, I think it'll be kind of funny to see what happens between Kelsey, the two Kelsey brothers. Well, it's seven o'clock Central Time, Kansas City Time, six o'clock uh, Mountain. The Eagles will be taking uh, the stage, and people will talk to them, the coaches. And then, of course, the Chiefs come on at 9 o'clock Central, 8 Mountain Time. I think that's correct, right, Alex? 8 o'clock. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So they'll show up at 8. And also, there's usually that cross, um, the cross talk they have where Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni will be on the stage at the same time and Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. I don't know exactly what time they're going to do that, but there's always kind of that cross talk. I assume they do it before the Eagles take off. Right, I'm guessing. So they haven't officially said it, but to your point, we know that the Chiefs are on at 8. So my, my thought is uh, it'll be something around, uh, you know, that, that 7 o'clock to 7.30, uh, I guess that would be uh, mountain time transition period, if you will. Uh, and, and look, all this stuff, not only are we going to have it covered, uh, you know, with some photos and videos while we're sure. there, and of course on the shows tomorrow, but I do think it is cool that it, not only fans that are in the building, but fans can watch it on TV tonight. And when your team's in it, you'll eat that stuff up, you know, if my team wasn't in it. I don't know if necessarily I'd be juiced up for opening night, but I think when, when you're an Eagles fan, if you're a Chiefs fan, I mean, tonight is another opportunity for your city to be on display and to hear how great how great your team is, basically, how great Patrick Mahomes is, and I think fans really enjoy that kind of stuff. Alex, you uh, fit right into this. You're a Kansas City guy, born and bred, raised in this town. You went to KU. Again, you had the national championship last year. You had it before. You know how good Bill Self is there, and then you have the Chiefs. This stuff used to not happen in this area, Alex. I mean, I mean, they didn't. I mean, the Royals are world champions in 15. It went to the World Series in 14 and 15. Sporting's won. I mean, all these good things happening, Alex, including your college at KU. This is insane what's going on because this this is not the way Kansas City used to be. You cannot say it enough, though, like just how, how you got to enjoy – uh, the moment yes. right now and, and, and appreciate it. You know, I know some people won't enjoy the KU title that are K-State fans, no, Missouri fans. No, but, no, they're not enjoying um, that one. But, but, you know, if you're a Royal fan, if you're a Chiefs fan, a sporting fan, as you, you mentioned, I mean, th- this is ridiculous. This, this is, you know, you know the, the town talk we've heard in other cities before. I mean, this is what's going on here in Kansas City. Three Super Bowls in, in four years, and we're going to have Clark Hunt, the owner of the Chiefs, on our show tomorrow right around okay. 1045 or so. And, you know, one of the things we'll talk about is where this franchise was uh, in 2012 and in hiring Andy Reid and making sure he didn't get off that plane. And, uh, and to now fast forward, I mean, I, I don't think even the most optimistic person could ever have imagined uh, the type of success that Andy has had. And obviously along the way, they picked up Patrick Mahomes to the draft. And now, I mean, they, they are, I know Jim, Joe Mixon said it, you know, two or three weeks ago and said Cincinnati was the big dogs of the AFC. But no, yeah. Kansas City is, is clearly the big dogs of the AFC. There's no question. And the funny thing too, Alex, is uh, the Denver Broncos tweeting earlier, Sean Payton, 
and he has to say these things, but he was asked to pick the Super Bowl. He said the Eagles. He said you can't root for anybody in the division. They've lost 15 straight. You know what I mean? Denver, I understand it was funny when your coach saying that, but it was all, you know, a bunch of Chiefs fans going 15 straight and all the L's and everything. They had to know what they were getting into doing that. Yeah, look, I mean, you, I don't think you would want your head coach – uh, saying he thinks a team in your own division is going to win. Uh, that that comment, like I, that, doesn't really bug me whatsoever. I oh, mean, I, he I, said I what he had to. It's it's fresh meat. I get it for for fans, yeah. but I mean that, that that is what you have to say. Could you imagine if he's like, you know, I really think Kansas City's no, great and no, uh, they're going to beat Philadelphia. That would be a terrible way to start <laughs> there in Denver. I did like his comment though, Bink, about basically saying, yeah, Russell Wilson, all that crap with the uh, the coaches from outside the organization coming in. Yeah, that stuff's not happening here. Um. Nick Sirianni, you know, used to be here in Kansas City, um, talked about having that chip on his shoulder because he was once fired by Andy Reid. Um, I assume that might be a storyline at some point. Oh, I'm, I'm guessing if the crossover talk occurs tonight, there'll be some yeah. jokes, uh, either from Sirianni, from, from Andy Reid about that. And it's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, as you know, the story is just that David Coley was, was Andy's guy. And yeah, he was so let go. He yeah. all the time. All, all the time, coaches bring along guys that they trust, guys that they've spent time with. It doesn't mean that they, you know, he thought Nick Sirianni wasn't any yeah. good. In fact, he, he complimented him, I think, a, a week ago when he mentioned that. But it is, it is amazing I mean, to, to, to that point to see Andy Reid 14 years in Philly, now 10 in Kansas City, and, and see both of these teams have the, the type of success uh, under, you know, different coaches, but also still Andy Reid's, you know, footprint uh, is still in Philadelphia to a certain extent. Gold, you and I had a discussion, I believe you and I did on, on your show a couple of, I don't know, it was like a month or so ago. And, and I've talked to other people, you know, I, I know it's pie in the sky. He would never get it. He's not, he's not even a finalist for coach of the year, but personally, <laughs> I still think you can make the argument for a guy doing it with this group, considering they lose Tyree kill and yet are better. I mean, you can make the argument. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt. We just know how these awards oh, go. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not even a final. It's based yeah. off of whether or not you, you know, yeah. did you under, did you overachieve or underachieve expectations? And so I, I think, you know, it's awfully tough for guys like Reed or Belichick to to win Coach of the Year if you have the best quarterback in football as well. What's and funny is people is, get used to you winning seven straight yeah. AFC West titles and, and all these AFC title game appearances. What's funny is McDermott finishing fifth um, when they win the Bills with the Super Bowl favorites. Like I don't understand that one. Yeah, I mean, I, fifth. I mean, the, honestly, though, Bink, like fifth doesn't. You know, does fifth really matter? I mean, no. I didn't even know they kept track of fifth. I thought it was only a top three voting. I mean, I fifth. Someone's got to be fifth. That, I mean, That's what they said. He, he's not gold. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I thought we lost you there for a second. Did we lose gold? Yeah, go ahead, Bink. Oh. No, I'm here, man. Go ahead. Okay, I thought we lost you there for a second. <laughs> you, you cut out. I'm, I know. I'm, I... I didn't okay. hear you. I didn't hear you. All right. So last question for you. I know you guys just got there and you went directly to a strip bar <laughs> in the videos we did. out there. Because... Cody didn't want to go in. No, he didn't. If you listen to the show, you know that that's a place that we've tried to get Cody to go to multiple times. He's never been in his life. He actually owes the show that through a bet. We thought, you know what, let's, let's take him to Phoenix's finest. And so we, we got in the car. He agreed actually for us to blindfold him. I don't know why. And then Nick and I pulled into a place called Cheetahs here in town, and uh, yeah. we we obviously videotaped that. And um, yeah, he, he was Cody was already running back to the car by the time we we were done finishing, just talking about uh, going to Cheetahs. So unfortunately, it's not happening so far, Bing. I don't know if we'll get it uh, figured out before this trip ends. Oh, and how's the uh, Airbnb? Looks like you had a nice pool. Airbnb is great, man. Honestly, it's great. We 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 each have our own bedroom this go around, which is kind of nice. I'm actually just sitting by the pool right now. Are you really? On the phone. It's like six. 60 and now the pool's too damn cold, but uh, it's, it's 66 degrees outside right now. Even in Dude, evening, it was and, uh, 72 here today, man. It was 72 in Kansas well, City. 
it was 75 yesterday. Oh, but yes, the Kansas City, the weather touche. in KC is nice. But uh, tonight, uh, it's going to, you know, it's in Arizona. You know, this big Arizona, it gets a little yeah. colder at night. We'll, uh-huh. we'll go ahead and operate the fire pit a little bit later on. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You guys have a great time. The videos are great, Alex. I, uh, we really enjoy it. Have fun tonight because this is, this, is, this is the fun time. Guys are loose. They know that uh, they're going to be answering uh, crazy questions. And this is what it's all about. And then it gets serious after this. No doubt, man. Yeah, appreciate it, Bink. We'll talk to you later. Oh, and Clark, you said yeah. 1045 tomorrow on Cody and Golden? 10, 1045 tomorrow, yes. We're looking forward to having uh, the chairman and CEO of the Chiefs on. All right, thanks, Gold. Enjoy the night. Tell the fellas hi. That's uh, Alex Gold brought to you by Comfort Systems Heating and Cooling, family-owned and operated, mycomfortsystems.com. Have you been watching their videos out there, Nick? Uh, I need to do some catch-up, honestly. Been working too much. They took him straight to the uh, the gentleman's club. That's awesome. Yeah. There's like a uh, purple Porsche in front of it. Yeah? Yeah. Cheetahs. Might know what you're talking about. Cheetahs. That's exactly where they went. <laughs> in and out burgers there. I mean, there's a bunch yeah. of good stuff there, you know. Anyway, we come back. We'll talk about that, that Andy Reid Coach of the Year stuff and also Frank Clark and what he's doing and the reason why he's in Kansas City, all that next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Formation and it is caught over there now slipping and the Chiefs will tackle him. This game is over. This game is over. You can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs as the AFC champions. And for the third. That's right. Shut your mouth and know your role, Jabroni. <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Those shirts have been selling like hotcakes in this town, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fesco tweeted out a link. We, we have some here at 610. Know your old Jabroni and all that. We make refs cry. Remember uh, Cheffers, who's the Super Bowl ref? Remember when he was in Kansas City? Oh, yeah. This season? There's no foul on the play for a block in the back. Timeout. How can you let that crying clown? Please stop yelling at me. Chiefs fans are so mean to me. I'm sorry. I'm so bad at my job. (laughs) There's no foul on the play for a block in the back. Timeout. Dude, they're still going to make you cry there. I was at that game, Except the world's watching, Carl. Yeah, right? I was at that game, and that was... uh, I've never seen the crowd get so animated for so long. I mean, it was like it was like 20 minutes of straight booze and then halftime and then more booing for like 25 minutes. So you're going to be out there in front of – yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Chiefs fans hate you. You think Eagles fans are going to be nice to you either? No way. <laughs> it Talking about what Philly, he, man. There's no, there's no matter what he does. Like Philly fans boo Santa Claus, man. Yeah. So you got the Phillies, the Eagles fans, and the Chiefs fans that already hate you. They they should have known this. Like this is the one thing the NFL. I, I, I talk like about they the did NFL this I, on purpose. I know, but I told right? them, everything troll. they touch touches the gold. Touches gold. I get that. But come on, man. I feel like they did that on purpose because they they knew otherwise nobody's talking about the refs. So they picked the guy who has had really bad controversial calls all season, and has you know. Basically, one of the fan bases already hates this guy. But but they can't they can't they can't ever. He can't ever come back to Kansas City because he no. probably didn't want to be on the assignment because he cried. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if he. I mean, I don't know if he's crying or what. No but his, on the play. His, his voice was freaking shaking. <laughs> Wasn't it? Oh, big time. Yep. Yeah, Chiefs fans got you know got after him a little bit. 
Maybe, maybe his feelings hurt. Chiefs, Chiefs fans are out there, man. Don't mess with it. They them. love it, man. They're, they're, they're out in force right now, dealing with all the criticism back and forth. I think the Chiefs, to some extent, um, are kind of tired of things. Uh, we all remember Travis Kelsey after the game. I appreciate you. How about this beautiful trophy? Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You got to fight for your right to party. So I've been on shows in Philadelphia and whatever and going on Cleveland Wednesday. They all want to talk about the Chiefs and the chip on the shoulder. And it was a very cordial conversation with Philadelphia. They're very complimentary with the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs have been cool with them. They've been cool with the Chiefs. Not a lot of smack going back and forth between the two cities. There's just a health. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of Chiefs that were former Eagles. Andy Reid brought a lot of people with him that were former Eagles. Yeah. Brett Veach was in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Rick Burkholter, who's really responsible for the health of all these Chiefs getting them back on the field, the head trainer, Philadelphia. It's been like 14 years in Philadelphia with Andy Reid. The Kelsey brothers. Andy Reid's connection. There is a lot of similarities. Big of Charlie ties. Saloon in Philly. Right. A lot of ties between the Chiefs and the Eagles. And, I mean, obviously with Andy Reid having the career that he did in Philly and then coming over here and then, you know, Doug Peterson going back over to Philadelphia after being with Andy Reid and just kind of the the domino effect of all of these people moving back and forth between these two cities. But, you know, there's definitely there's respect, mutual respect there. A little bit different. I think there's more hatred for the Bengals in the AFC title game. Definitely, definitely. But we uh, put it this way. There's going to be some chirping on both sides for the winner. It just is. Chiefs, they can play the uh, chip on their shoulder in this game. Nobody believes in them, which I love that they're that good, and yet they still want to play. Here was, here was uh, Mahomes earlier this week with uh, Nick Wright. Yeah, no, no. I said five. I said five percent of people picked us. You were in that five percent. Okay. <laughs> but uh, other than, other than you and a few select people, I think uh, across some networks, I think uh, a lot of people had the Bengals. I saw all the pictures where it was like eight Bengals pictures, and then the Chiefs as a one. Um, so uh, I knew not a lot of people picked us, but I think the guys responded the right way, and we were able to get the win. He, they know it. They know it, Nick. They know who's picking them and who isn't. I'll never forget, um, Danny. I think when doing Danny and CDOT, uh, Parkins was here, and he's with CDOT and that uh, 2015 Royals team that everybody loved in 14 because they were the uh, comeback kids and the underdogs and stuff. Then people, you know, when they got good, people turned on them, right? They get tired of the Royals. And really, everybody, like, nationally was singing the Royals' praises because they were a damn solid baseball team at that point. I mean, it was hard to knock what the Royals did, but yet – one writer did, and that's the one writer. Everybody picked like we we look at all those stuff. You know, everybody saying something bad, we bring it up. You, you hear it on this show. You bring up Colin Coward or, or anybody that says anything negative. Skip, Bayless, whatever. We bring it up because you like to hear the you know the smack talk against the Chiefs, only to be keeping our seats is what people do. But the Royals, nobody said anything. But Christian Cologne, you that one writer that wrote something. Like, it is hard to find it, but if you're the Chiefs, they know. They know. They may not say anything, but I, I felt they let a little bit out against the Bengals. I felt there's – and they should have because telling that mayor to shut up was hilarious. And you know what? Cincinnati, I had a writer from the Athletic, the uh, Nate Taylor of the Bengals on mm-hmm. that Friday night before that game, and he even said he was embarrassed by it. Yeah. He was even embarrassed by it for Bengals fans. Know your role, man. Know your role. 
This is the fifth Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs. Tying in with the Commanders, the Packers, the Dolphins, uh, the Giants, the Raiders, and the Rams with five. Um, it's a rare air. It's rare. Only the 49ers with seven, the Broncos with eight, the Cowboys with eight, the Steelers with eight, and the Patriots with 11 have more Super Bowl appearances than the Kansas City Chiefs. They just keep stacking these up. And you know what's going to be fun, Nick, is next year someone's going to pick the Chargers again. Oh, absolutely. I think the Sean Payton Bronco love is coming back. Oh, definitely. Even though, hey, the defense is good. The Raiders got to get somebody new at quarterback. How the hell did they lose Evero, their defensive coordinator that really took over and did a great uh, job for that team? Because they're a dysfunctional franchise. They still are. Yeah. And that's good. And then Brandon Staley staying with the Chargers. That's awesome news for Chiefs mm-hmm. fans. That is so good. Like, I didn't want Sean Payton to be with Herbert. No, I thought that was the most dangerous situation. Like, I don't care if he's with Russell Wilson. Big deal. Because Russell's got his ceiling, and we know what it is now. I think and, and he can be defense, better than he was. The defense is going to get tired, and Patrick Sertan's going to start wanting money and stuff, and going to be gone. Right, and I feel like, you know, Russell's not as bad as he was this past season, but he's definitely not the guy that he used to be. No, he's not the Herbert, guy. Herbert, it's, you know, sky's the limit for the kid. But uh, I do find it interesting. You know, most career playoff sacks in Sadie 2, when they started to register this stuff, Nick, Willie McGinnis was 16, number one. Bruce Smith, number two, 14 and a half. Guess who sits in third place all by himself? Frank Clark, 13 and a half. That's and wild, man. And I think this is interesting because so many people throughout the years wondered why Frank Clark was on this team. Right. And I'll never forget, like, Brett Veach talking about Sammy Watkins. Because remember, Sammy Watkins was always hurt. But even admit it, we signed the guy for these postseason games. And he did. He showed up. He averaged over 100 yards a game receiving in the postseason. That's what you want. Well, Frank Clark shows up in the postseason. He shows up when it counts. Yes, you might get frustrated at, at different times. I think there's been a different Frank Clark this year. He's been tutoring the younger player. He's been great, great. He and Andy Reid have a great relationship. He's been a great model citizen for the Kansas City Chiefs. And he shows up in the postseason, 13 and a half sacks in the playoffs. That's insane. Playoff Frank. It really is because, like you said, I mean, Kansas City fans have been frustrated with him for a long time. And then you start hearing these stats about how he's third all-time in playoff sacks. Terrell Suggs, 12 and a half. Reggie White with 12. That's crazy. Like, if you just blindly asked any Chiefs fan on the street, who has more sacks in the playoffs, Terrell Suggs, Frank Clark? Frank. Most people wouldn't guess it, but that man shows up. That's what this front office man does. Man shows up in January and February. And we'll talk about that front office. Uh, the Nate Taylor Show uh, comes on next. And back, uh, well, I'll, I'll still be here. Nickel's still be here. We'll bring Nate on from the desert a little bit later because he is doing – He's work. a little busy. He's doing work. He's a little bit busy. He'll join us about 7.30 to 8, but still the Nate Taylor show coming up next. And then we're back to uh, talking smack. We'll have Ron Copp, Arrowhead Pride coming on at 8. And I got the, the best shoe painter in the National Football League from mm-hmm. Kansas City, Craig Greco. Come on, 8.30. Can't wait to talk to him. But anyway, we'll talk about the Chiefs on the Nate Taylor show in the front office and this plan and this tremendous piece by Albert Breer today next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.